Today we're going to talk about something that's pretty common, and unfortunately, and I say it unfortunately, it's common among us as believers as well. Worry. Does anyone here worry? Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot of you that don't have your hands up. Guess what? We're just going to skip over to lying, because lying would be next, and we'll just skip the worry part. We'll go right on to lying, because, no. If you, all of us, from time to time, we worry about things, right? If we're being honest, we, we worry about, and we can even, we can rationalize and say, well, I'm worrying about something that's important, Pastor. I'm worrying about good things. And can I confess up here, and I'll do it right publicly, I even have some worries, in fact, I have a worry this morning. Pastor Eric is here this morning. I've heard him preach, and he's really good at preaching. I'm worried right now that I'm going to say something stupid. But you that know me, well, that's probably going to happen anyways. And so just get that out of the way. But it happens even among us pastors. It happens among all of us as believers. We tend to worry. In fact, I had a, a dear friend of mine, an older pastor that I sat under for many years. And he did a whole series on acceptable sins within the church. And I'll never forget this one. It's okay on worry. And as believers, we kind of come to believe after some time that it's okay to worry. In fact, we'll even just, instead of saying worry, we'll just change the name, right? Like, oh, I'm just anxious about that. Well, if you break down anxiety and that, it's really another form of worry. Or how about, I'm concerned about this, right? Well, it sounds good. I'm concerned. You know, I'm, I got to put some focus, some attention on it. But if we break it down, and if we're honest, it's just another form of worry. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. So as Alyssa mentioned, it's a hard issue, just like unforgiveness and those other things. Guess what? I think worry is still a hard issue. All right, so we're going to take a looking at worry this morning. So turn, if you have your Bibles. If not, hopefully the guys have it up on the screen. Brandon, take care of me. Matthew chapter 6. All right, as we look at worry, Matthew chapter 6 is actually part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's actually part of Jesus' message, a long message, probably a series of messages altogether. But this one is compiled, and he actually takes time out of his message. And again, he's addressing everyday normal people, and the topic of worry comes up. And so he obviously teaches on that. And he actually uses some pretty direct and some very clear language here. But he also doesn't leave us there. He also gives us some clues and some hints, and we'll use some other scripture as well to do something with that worry. Right? Don't you hate it when someone identifies a problem, but they have no solution? I hate that. That one always drives me nuts, right? I already know the problem, but how do you help me with that? What do I do with that? So we're going to look at that this morning, hopefully... We'll give you some ideas and some things to put into practice to help you with worry. So if you've gotten there now, verse 25. Therefore, Jesus speaking, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will... Your, oh, yeah, let me get back to it. There we go. I already made my first slip up here and trying to read this sentence or about your body, what you will wear is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I'm going to stop there for a moment. 
right? Those are basic needs he's talking about, right? We need food, right? We need clothing. We're all pretty much here. I don't think anyone's, we may be hungry, but no one here is starving this morning. We need those things. Those are basic functions. And again, if things were tough, we would be worrying about those. God's saying, don't worry about those. I, I care about you. I'm going to take care of those things. Can I also tell you another thing? If someone is worrying about those things, again, provide a solution, but don't just give them the Bible verse. Right? Nobody likes a Christian that just gives them Bible verses when you're in the middle. This is something to, to kind of bear in mind for future reference when we get to that point or before we get to that point. But he's saying, I'll take care of you. Look at the birds. Look at the animals. I take care of them. I will take care of you. If we break that down, that's kind of a trust issue, right? Do we really trust God's word that he's going to take care of those needs for us? Sometimes we try to circumvent that. Instead of going to God for those needs, we look to, in our own strength, or by manipulating the circumstances to take care of those things. Instead of just trusting in God. More to come. But that's just giving you the thing. And, and then I love this next verse, verse 27, when it says, who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? All right, I'm pretty logical. And in my logical mind, if I look at worry, logically, it changes nothing, right? Logic compared to what I'm worrying about, right? I have no effect on it, right? Logically speaking, it, it, it does nothing because it's, it's wasted energy. I'm, I'm putting a focus on something that is out of my control. I have nothing I can do to help that situation. So logically. Then emotionally, right? It's just rest my peace, Again, I'm focused on that. I'm not focused on other things or my, my daily tasks. Um, I get upset. I'm worried. I get anx anxious. Physically. Worry affects us physically. Stress, anxiety, they have physical effects to us. Whether it's ulcers or headaches or loss of sleep. So it has effects on many ways. Again, as believers, it has effect on our spirituality as well. Because if we're focusing on something else, we're neglecting our focus on God. Getting ahead of myself a little bit, but again, this verse lends itself to that in verse 27. But can't hour at a single hour. In fact, I would even say that if you worry a lot, you're probably losing an hour. I can't prove that. Again, God knows the time when we're all going to pass. But we're probably not lengthening our time. We're probably working on shortening and I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. Again, we can't add to time. That's God's job. And if that's not enough, he, he makes a little bit more of a point here as he continues on. Again, he's given us these visuals to help us. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies in the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. That's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you? Right? He'll take care of your needs. You're more precious than that. Did you know that? You are more precious to God than creation itself. Hold on to that thought. You might need that thought in the next couple of days. You might even need it today before you leave here. Just a reminder. You are more precious in creation. 
marinate on that a little bit. I had to get that in there somewhere. This next sentence I have underlined in my Bible. It's a reminder to me. And again, I, I think it kind of reveals that fact of worry. O you of little faith. My faith can be questioned if I'm a worrier, if I worry about things. Ouch. That one kind of hurts. Got to hear or what? Got a kind of immensely quiet in here all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. Just someone just sucked the air out of here or what? But, right? He kind of hits you with this. Right? Talking about worry, and it says, oh, you of little faith. Again, he's addressing those of us who worry. Our faith can be questioned. Then he goes on. He says, so do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Right? Don't chase after things. Don't be like the pagans. Just a reminder here. I'm talking to us as believers. We need to be different. We are set apart as Christians. And part of that is how we handle worry. It reflects our faith. Again, going back to that verse, oh, you of little faith. Jesus then goes on, next verse says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't miss the first part of this, right? Focus on the kingdom. Focus on God. Focus on my relationship with Him. That's what I was saying. It's that broad but yet narrow focus that we need to have in our lives. Love spending time with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, as you know, is, is someone that I'm mentoring, someone that's in Teen Challenge, and um, God's given me a love for him, and we spend time. And he loves telling everybody. He learned this at Teen Challenge. But you know what? I smile every time he says it. Do you know what brings joy? And he just he gets so excited. Do you know what brings joy? You know what joy stands for? Again, you that met Jeremiah, you understand exactly what I'm saying. But Jesus, others, and then yourself. And again, Jeremiah and I have to go back over that. Jeremiah, are you doing that right now? And sometimes we have to work through that. But it's a great reminder, right? If I put Jesus first, man, a lot of the other stuff just kind of goes by the wayside. If I put others ahead of myself, a lot of things go by the wayside. I am my own worst enemy. And worry is one of those things that is an internal thing. It's something that I bring upon myself. I take it upon myself. In fact, I'm usually at my worst when I'm worrying is when I am totally alone. And I'm only thinking of myself. My needs, my wants, my requests. What I want God to do, what I want. Not what he wants. Again, my focus is wrong. And he kind of sums it up here. He says, keep it, keep it short. And I like this. Worry, I mean not worry. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Because today has enough troubles of its own. You ever worry about what's coming up next? Guilty. Yeah, yeah. That's, now the lying thing, we may get to that at some point, but you guys have gotten it now. You guys, you guys have figured out. You're nodding your heads, raising your hands. You got it. But worrying about the next day. 
worrying about what's coming up. What's in the, the next future? Again, we, we all fall into that trap. We look ahead at our calendars. We look at our schedule. Oh, I've got a busy stretch. Um, maybe today you're saying, oh, man, I've got a busy week ahead of me. You know, I've got to be to work tomorrow morning. I've got a lot going on. Please don't get distracted this morning. I don't want you to lose that. But again, God says, bring that focus back. Because you know what happens when we worry about tomorrow? We're wasting today. Right? We're losing out on what God has for us today. I think we miss many opportunities. We miss points in our life. We miss some of the blessings that God wants to give us because we're looking to the next thing, to the thing to worry, what we're worrying about. Okay, so we've identified it, right? We've identified worry, we, and I've told you, Jesus says it's wrong and all that. Hanging now, we're a solution yet, have I? I mean, I've talked about focus a little bit, that helps, but I kind of left you hanging now. We're kind of in the negative, right? Most of you are kind of, yeah. And again, it's kind of gotten quiet in here. I'm not sure why, but maybe because God's wrestling with that. Philippians chapter 4. I think Philippians, Paul gives us a good resource a good way of looking at worry and what to do with it, All right? So Philippians chapter 4, I got to get there as well. Good thing I make markers. Philippians chapter 4. I think I started off with verse 4, didn't I? Yes. Good, making sure I lined up with what I told Brandon. And I put that in there. Verse 6 is kind of the one that we all know, but verse 4 kind of backs it up and brings us forward to that. But Paul is encouraging this church in Philippi and Again, they wrestle with anxiety and worry just as much as they did when Jesus was speaking, uh, just as much then, just as much as today. Our human nature, we still struggle with that. And again, speaking to believers, he does this reminder. And you remember my joy thing that I did with Jeremiah? This kind of lends itself to this as well. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near, right? Focusing on God first, our relationship, gentleness to others. Doesn't even mention us yet, right? Because the Lord is near. Focus on our relationship with God. And then he hits us. Next verse, verse six. I'm sure many of you know it, right? Do not be anxious about anything. And if you just got stuck with that there, it's the same message that Jesus, Right? Do not worry. Do not be anxious. Okay, all right, I, I get it. But just telling someone to do, not do something without a way out of it, really what good is that, right? It doesn't help us. And so this three-letter word that transitions everything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, if you've been here for the first time or if you've been here for a long time, you realize that as a church body, we make a conscious effort to pray, right? Pray. We, we are, we're, we're big on prayer. We, we focus on prayer. We know where to pray, and we are to pray. And we need to give our requests to God. He loves to hear them. He already knows what we need, but he still loves to hear from us. Again, we talk about the relationship, Right? I want a relationship with someone. I need to spend time with them. I need to be talking to them. I also need to be listening. And again, we, we talked a little bit, a few, that's been a few listening to a month ago. We talked about prayer and the importance of not only just praying, telling God what I want, but listening to what he wants for me, right? 
spending that listening time. And I told you the challenge, if you remember, as much as you pray to God, spend that time listening, silently, with your mind blank, just waiting to hear from God. It's a challenge. It's amazing, a five-minute prayer, and then spending five minutes listening, how challenging it is to do the listening part. Right? It's the same thing, though, but as part of the relationship, we need to listen. Involved in lots of meetings and different things during the week and meet with people. I find I learn a lot more about a person by, by listening to them than me just telling them what I want to get off my chest or what's going on. PJ and I play this game every, every night, and probably some of you do as well. As she comes home from work, hey, honey, how was your day? Right? Now, if I jump into what my day was like and I don't listen to what she's saying, and even sometimes listening beyond what she's saying but how her day went, I can tell her mood, how things were, maybe what I need to do next with that. Maybe she's had a bad day at work. Maybe she's struggled with some things, and so I need to pray for her, but maybe I need to be a little bit nicer. Maybe I need to help her with dinner. Maybe I need to do dishes, whatever it is. Again, but in our relationship, that listening is key. The same thing with God. So praying to God, letting him know the things that we need. This gets harder with family sometimes. It gets harder with our marriage relationships, right? I've struggled with this with our kids. Our kids have traveled. We sent Jared at a very young age on a mission trip overseas. The government collapsed the day he landed in the airport. Talk about anxiety. Yeah, I had it. I had it through the roof. In fact, I was trying to temper it and telling PJ because I was so worried. But you know what? God spoke to me very clearly, and it still speaks to me today. Charlie, they're either mine or they're not, Right? Ouch, our kids. Who can blame you for worrying about your kids, right? Especially in a, a stressful situation. So I had to go through the practice, and again, because I'm visual, and in fact, if you just saw me in my office for the next week that Jared was in Lebanon, you would have laughed, but I would, I would literally sit there and go, Jared, God's hand. Jared, God's hand. I had to do visual, because I, I was just so distraught about what was going on, and I couldn't do anything to protect them. Now, that's an extreme case, but you know what? Even today, I still have to do that. At least in my mind, I have to remember, my kids, PJ, they're God's. Me worrying is not going to help. God, you know what they need today. You, you've got their protection. I can't be there. You as parents, you have to remember that. Even that is not a good thing to worry about. God wants those requests. He, wants our, he has our spouses. He has our kids. We just have to place them in his hands. Again, a good reminder some visuals, something to help us with prayer. So that's number one thing. Again, praying with thanksgiving. God, you're going to take care of this. I thank you for that in advance. And look what he promises in verse 7. I told you it's going to get better. It does get better here. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Peace. You can have peace in the middle of your worry. But you've got you to put it to God. You've got to give it to him. He's the one that's got to do the work. I've got to trust him with that. And then as a blessing, we get peace. Who doesn't want peace? Ah, you guys are paying attention. I can see it. Nobody's, yeah. we, we all want peace, right? We want peace in our lives. We want peace in our relationships. We want peace in our families. We want peace in our church body. Right? That comes from trusting God with those things. 
Trusting God with those folks in our lives, those people that mean the most to us. He gives us that peace. There's more in that verse. We could spend a little bit more time with it, but this morning, for the sake of time, we're going to continue on. And Paul, as he's wrapping up this letter here, he continues on the same thought here. And he says, noble, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Right? Again, we're people and prayer is important and spiritual is important, but sometimes our mind is our own worst enemy, right? If you think about it, when you worry, what do you usually do? You, you play it over and over in your head, right? And it usually gets worse. And you start thinking about all the different scenarios. Usually, pick anything that you, you worry about, and you probably have about 10 different outcomes at least, right? 10 different scenarios. And if I, if I did a poll, how many times do any one of those 10 usually come out? We're not very good at predicting the future, really. We're, we're pretty lousy at it most of the time. But I come up with them, and I come up with all different ways, and, well, if this person doesn't change, then this is going to happen. No, it doesn't work out that way. It never works out for me the way that I imagine it to. And most of the time, it's worse. I, I, what I think is going to happen, I'm thinking it's worse than it actually ends up being. Again, it allows for surprises. It also allows for God's grace in those things. But Paul's saying, hey, your mind. Get your mind in those places as well. Right? Think about those things. Think about how many times God has been good to me. Think about how many times in Jared's situation that God's taking care of Jared. Think about how many times God has given me grace in those areas at my work. My day has not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Even though I did worry about it. Think back on those things. Remember God's promises. Remember how good he has been. Why do we not think that he's going to continue in that? Right? So our minds are important in that. And again, we're our own worst enemy. We tend to, to get caught in that, that trap of our mind and we kind of overthink it in many ways. And we think about the worst case scenarios. Paul said, no, think on these good things. These are the things that are going to help you get through those times. And then he puts himself here as an example. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen of in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. There's that word again, right? That word that we're all looking for. That peace. Worry is not peaceful. Worry does not help bring about peace. We need to give it to God. We need to think differently. It's really important, especially as we act differently with that. Right? It's vitally important, especially as a believer. I found this little quote this week, and again, I don't take a lot of quotes from Facebook because, again, things get distorted. Um, it was in, in Him Ministries, and it was, but it was about worry, and it kind of brought me up short. And again, in regards to prayer, it says, Worry is worshiping your problem, prayer is surrendering your problem. He said, it kind of, kind of stopped me up. It's one of the few posts I said, you know what? I can actually use that. And that's actually something that, that's good. And uh, again, in Hymn Ministries, they didn't give it a specific name, but worry is worshiping your problem. Prayer is surrendering your problem. 
So worry. What are we going to do with it? First, pray, right? Put it in God's hands. Second, think about it. Think about the things that God has done. Think about his faithfulness. Think about those things that are praiseworthy. Get our minds around it. I got to tell you, you have to do this continually, right? It's not a one and done. Like I said, I mentioned that thing with Jared. I had to keep doing that over and over again all week long. And if you need to do the visual, by all means, steal it. I'm not a, it's not copyrighted anywhere on that one, right? But again, putting them things back in God's hands. And as much as I put things in God's hands, I'm just as quick and easy to pull them back out. But I need that same reminder. Put it back in God's hand. He is faithful. So I don't know if you're worrying about something this morning or maybe there's something that's upcoming, but try to put these things in your mind. Put them into practice. Maybe you need someone to, to grab that's here this morning and say, you know what? Help me with this. I, I need help praying for this. Can you, can you come alongside me and work with me on this? Keeping short accounts, accountability. Talk about those things as well. It's so, a body believe we have that in common. We can do that. Maybe I need that person to remind me. Hey, God took care of that situation before. He'll do it again. Just that reminder. So don't be afraid to share that. And it's okay to admit that we do have worries, but don't stay there. Don't let it continue. Let's do something about it. So bow with me, please, this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much that you give us instruction, Lord. And Lord, with something that we all wrestle with from time to time, that you've given us your word, you've given us your son, you've given us the Holy Spirit to help us. You've given us each other to walk alongside. And Lord, may we be reminded constantly of all the good things that you've done and that you've taken care of us. Lord, help us in our testimony that our faith will grow in these areas, Lord, that we struggle with and that we not make these things an idol, but that we do surrender them in prayer to you. Lord, just continue to do your work in and through our lives, Lord, that we may continue to grow to be more and more like you each and every day. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.